I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? I mean, this dude, alright, he kidnaps these kids. The way he does it, it's like legit. I feel like, yeah, you have a van, some balloons, and he like, he was like, oh, I dropped all my eggs. Can you help me, kid? Oh. Like, yeah, sure. And he like wraps the balloons around the kid's neck, like the strings, and he like brings them to his van, and like the balloons is like camouflage. Oh, he like puts them in the balloons? Yeah, so he can't see, so, like, it kind of looks like a weird, like, it's <laughs> like a weird commotion going on. I guess no one really cares in the neighborhood. Is this like a documentary about Hollywood? Kind of, a little bit. All right. Wait, is this the one where he wears that stupid mask? Yeah. I saw some... Oh, okay. I remember seeing the trailer for that. I was like, that mask looks really dumb. So, what pedophile... Like, he's like, he's like got some issue. So, he leaves the kid downstairs in like this cellar, like this meat cellar thing with mm-hmm. like a big like door with a lock. And he lets them think that they can get out by like leaving it unlocked. So, they come upstairs so he can whip them. They oh. start beating them, being a naughty boy. Oh. So I was like, what? Like, you just get to, like, I thought you were a kid diddler. I thought you were going to rape them. So he didn't actually diddle? No, nah, he was just waiting for them to just come upstairs and be bad. They really PG'd that. Yeah. Thing. I was like, what, what yeah. rapist does that? Yeah. They usually just rape. Yeah. So I, was, I was like, oh, he's just going to get raped here. And he just didn't get raped. Oh, God. So, but, uh. It was the Allen Ginsberg movie. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, really anticlimactic movie. I saw the poster for that, like the billboard while I was driving back from Boston. My first glance, I, I thought it said black people. <laughs> <laughs> and the police were, were taking advice from like a schizophrenic 12 year old. And like, oh, we have the clues. She had dreams about it. So it's got to be real. Oh, really? That, yeah. That's how deep <laughs> that's that how movie fu- got? That's how they found him. Nice. Just, dreams. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, I had no, sex uh, afterwards. Anna's watching that that new Melissa McCarthy show or whatever, God Man or something. Oh, it's so basically is like her and her husband are in it, and they just watch like Bruce Almighty, and they're like, "Oh, we'll make a series about this." Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, she's how, not very how funny. lazy. That sounds good. Hey, that's just SNL, dude. That's just a, cir- a complete circle jerk of people. You mean the funny show S and L? You got to pass through the bed. Yeah, S and L. Yes, S and L. Take that L. <laughs> God, I'm so hungover today. I'm sober. Oh yeah, yeah. Two weeks sober. Two weeks sober. Is this your first that's beer? Water. In- that's, that's a water. That's a water. Good. I mean, weed sober. Mm. I don't smoke weed anymore because you can't have fun anymore. That's good. No, fun is overrated, dude. I smoked too much weed where it just didn't do anything. It just made me like normal-ish. Like more normal than I normally am. So now that you're off weed, are you unnormal? I feel actually more crazier yeah. not smoking weed. That's good. You're supposed to feel crazy. Yeah, you're feel supposed insane. to feel psychopathic. That's how you get a mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. Like you need to have a killer instinct. Oh, stop smoking weed, instantly got laid. Oh, really? My like my drive came back to talk to people. Yeah, that's so good. my game. Oh, my go. game came back instead of being like a zombie. I was like, I had a personality. It came back a little bit. That's nice. I like that. It's hard I'm to fuck in you. a car with a broken leg. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's good, especially with a fl- uh, sex doll. Oh, right. 
Well, poly, did you, uh, polyurethane? Did you, yes. <laughs> did you retrofit your car with the little like ramp thing? I could see you just hit the button up and down on the ramp. No, I just like just broke go, my leg, broke my leg to get in the back seat. Uh, <laughs> just bent it the other yeah. way. I was no, like, "Fuck yeah. it, I don't give a shit." <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> All right, uh, no, welcome to I'm so lonely. This is a history show. Yeah, this is history. This is history. I, this is Long Island history in the making. I right failed now. community college. Let's continue, Tom. Fuck it. Uh, five <laughs> college, five towns. College is my college, and uh, that's a, that's where hey, we we've got bang. Our I only suppose. graduate, <laughs> our only graduate is uh, MIA today. Yeah, yeah, that piece of shit smart dude. Yeah, we we're like, hey, we're doing the show. He said, no, I'm not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're doing it without him. He's gone. like, I had to go write a dissertation. I'm not even in school anymore. I just do it for fun. Yeah, he does. He loves this. He loves this show. I always sell it on the side. Like he just write essays on the side for people. He could. I think it's uh, against his morals, though. I don't think he. No, he he would do mm. it if he had the end. He's, he a, good, he's a good dude. He's he is a good dude. Yeah, and, and that's good that. dudes write I'm, good dudes write papers for other dudes. I gotta take a dump already. Already? <laughs> Sorry. Do you want to just take a dump? No, I continue. Right now? I'll, I'll, right, I'll okay, hold it. it. I'm holding it in. Oh, he's prairie awesome. dogging the whole episode? All right. I'm excited now. Cool. All right. So, uh, yeah, Ross Mortem, we always start with the history of the week, correct? <laughs> so, how was your week? So, you can elaborate more if you. Uh, you don't, not about, I don't want to hear about uh, sexy time unless it's. I, unless I saw it's that poetic. movie Black Phone and I uh, was, right. laughed at it. That's good. I like that. Yeah, uh, you, yeah. you, well, you, you started when I was like, hey, Mike, how are you doing today? You're like, I watched a pedophile movie and laughed. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, never help anyone with their groceries when they drop them because you'll get abducted. Yeah. <laughs> you never <laughs> Something's so, true. Yeah, I never, never, never helped anyone. O- never supposed to bend over for your groceries. You just got to kick it to the car. Right? Exactly. It's already ruined. Yeah. Here we are already making notes for things that need to fly from this episode. <laughs> Wait, you just cut everything I said out. It's yeah, I'm gonna cut everything out. It's just gonna be a robot voice. I'm actually gonna transcribe what you said. I'm trying so, to get a job at a school, so please cut okay. this out. Uh, <laughs> uh Tom, how's your week? You said you're a little bit uh rough around the edges. Hair of the dog that bit your anus. Yeah, I'm I'm hungover. I was in Brooklyn with a good friend, John Allen, last night. And uh, John Allen's the kind of guy who, when you start drinking with, uh, you do it till six in the morning. Ooh, so that sounds miserable. Yeah. Well, we had a great time. I would do it again, but but you, that sounds miserable now. Yeah. The repercussions. I'm rough right that. now. Yeah. Jesus I'm real rough. Christ. I don't really have anything else to report um, about the week. What do you drink at five thirty a.m.? What were you drinking then? Uh, we were drinking Rowan Co. Irish whiskey. <sighs> Rowan Co. Like rum and coke? No, it's Row and Co. It's a uh, company. Uh, okay, all right. Some so. Brooklyn shit. Not nah, it's from Ireland, dude. Some Ireland's Brooklyn just a big. Brooklyn. I bought it here yeah. to bring to Brooklyn. <laughs> no, Ireland is just a big Brooklyn. They all wear tweeds and exactly. shit. Exactly. Like, yeah, you know, like, all that fake accent there. Nah, nah dude, mm-hmm. this is. It's not. Trust me, this is like. This is more like firemen's. Like, oh yeah, I smoke a cigar and oh, okay, drink okay. this whiskey. Guy. It's not. Yeah, this fire is not hipsters. You mean like fire? <laughs> you mean like firemen that have twirled mustaches? Yeah, right. yeah, real okay. cool ones. Sweet. Ones with opinions, political opinions, because those guys are hilarious. Okay, Travis, Portland, how's it going this week? (laughs) Dude, I was where you were yesterday, because uh, this week, the episode that came out on Tuesday, Monday, of Not For Human Consumption, Okay, they just like randomly asked me on on Friday to come on the show, and of course, when you go on Not For Human Consumption, you 
You get drink a lot of, of beer or cider in my case. <laughs> uh, let me ask. You said you were filling in or guesting? Yeah, Mr. Walt was not there. Walter. Oh, love Walt. And, uh, and Dylan. He was, uh, he, Dylan was on our dime bag episode. He was not available. So it was just so you and Matt? Me, Matt, and Jay. Oh, Jay, right. Mm-hmm. What do I, Jay's great. He's like yeah. the funny guy. I know. We got, I would, I keep telling him, we're going to get you on. Yeah. <laughs> get him but on. Yeah, we had, we had a really good time. We talked about, um, kind of what went down on Friday with all, you know, the current events. And we're like, looks like we just had to start corking our penises. Oh, you know? right. Um, I don't see why. Pulling out has been working for everyone. I just no, don't you got to cork it, dude. I just jerk off. Yeah, that's good too. All right. Yeah, well, so when you had sex in a car, you just jerked off in the back. It was basically seat. me just jerking off in the back seat. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> out of five towns. I don't. I didn't really want to say that. Well, now it's airing out my dirty laundry now. All right, that's not so bad. <laughs> well, I guess uh, listeners can go check that episode out if they want to hear more about corking. Yeah, uh, corking. Uh, ooh, wait, wait. Yeah, wait. We talk. Cork? We're talking a lot about. We're talking about old people gambling. Yeah, it was a fun time. Check out not for human consumption. Thanks for having me on. Hell yeah. Okay, um, we'll just get right into it. Yeah, sure. I'm fucking beat, so let's make this happen. <laughs> let's do it. All right. Tonight, we're covering one of the greatest Hollywood actors of all time. Um, his name is Humphrey Bogart. Oh, uh, yeah, I heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, what do you know about Humphrey Bogart? Uh, it sounds like some uh, like a douchebag. I don't know. No, he's not, actually. He's pretty cool. Is this Rose Morton? I thought he was supposed to be a, a terrible person. It's not about that anymore. We've decided, what the fuck? We've decided to just do research and see what happens. Well, fuck Humphrey Bogart. I don't like his name, Humphrey. Fine. I actually, Ugh. I when all the video stores were closing down, like when we were in high school, Mm-hmm. Um, I found a cardboard cutout of Humphrey Bogart, so he used to be in my room just watching me sleep. That's great. That's a good... <laughs> yeah. I gotta Google what this dude looks like now. So you're you're a fan. I know you're a fan of Humphrey Bogart, Travis, as I am. Yeah. Also, remember I did that stencil in our video class? Yeah, it was giant. Yeah, giant I did old a light... Casablanca. Yeah, big old, almost life-size thing of Humphrey Bogart. I'm a huge fan of this man. Oh, this is hot. Yeah, honestly, that was life-size, because he was pretty small. Oh, tiny boy? He was tiny. He had to wear lifts a lot in his shoes. Mm. That's embarrassing. Uh, Very much so. So you're telling me that he never got laid? Oh, he got plenty laid. What do you think of that (laughs) face, Mike? I'd fuck him. Right? (laughs) He's got like that, uh, like I cheat on my wife all the time face. Good point. Like every man has. Good point. This is a man, yeah, he, I mean, he came up, really was the quintessential golden age. Alpha male. Just Hollywood star in general. He wasn't yeah. really like what the studios were trying to make happen, but he was just in the right place at the right time a lot of times. Like the Tom Cruise of our day? Um, uh, or their day. Uh, yeah, mine is alien intervention. Yeah. Now he, uh, Chris <laughs> some of his wives were aliens. Oh, I will really? say that. Yeah, he's got some weird wives. We'll get into yeah, that. Yeah, probably Chris Pratt, though, right? Because he like, worked at like a Chili's or some shit, and then now he's playing Mario. Um, all right, Steven Seagal. I, I'm gonna, we're going to get into this. Right. I don't, I don't want to like paint any of the wrong I'm pictures sorry. here. And I will say that his, like, his life before Hollywood is pretty interesting. All right. And it's weird. It's very strange, I found. So we'll get right into it. Uh, like I said, 
Keep his keep his mind. He is like number one in Hollywood to this day. Like if you ask these film buff people, they go like he's he's number he's one. Head on show. Yeah. Because yeah. he had all this expression in his face and like this pain and I don't know, it just worked. So he was born on Christmas. Oh. Oh, so you're telling me Jesus was like, yo, why are you stealing my birth? That's the yeah. worst birthday to have. It is, he always said that. Uh, he's born 1899, New York City. On Christmas, he always talked about that sucking, how he was robbed. Yeah, you're robbed of gifts. <laughs> it's all combined into one. Absolutely. Uh, his, he was the firstborn of Belmont DeForest Bogart and Ooh. Maud Humphrey. DeForest, I like that. DeForest, I'm probably saying that so bad. DeForest, I'm <laughs> saying that. Station. Like, I'm saying that like you're a bad me, guy in Fern Gully. You're telling me she was the only lady in New York City that was shaved. Uh, DeForest, no, that's that's the man. That's <laughs> dad shaved. Uh, oh, he, that's the dad. Okay, we're man, gonna have yeah, to. We're gonna have to assume he was pretty damn shaved. Uh, he had two younger sisters. Francis and Catherine. We don't need to talk about them ever again. They don't really come up. <laughs> they hot? All right. I like to cover the bases. They had uh, they had no expression in their faces. They just kind of. Uh, his daddy <laughs> Belmont was from a rich Mayflower esque family from Ooh. the Netherlands and was a practicing pulmonary cardiologist. Belmont was a cold man with no patience for children and a love for morphine. Sam. Ooh, hell yeah. I hate you know, kids. Yeah, and you like uh, Oxycontin, no, which yeah, is uh, friends it. with morphine. I'm just a future, yeah. <laughs> future person. <laughs> you got all covered, Mike. <laughs> Mommy Maud was a commercial illustrator and made a buttload of money. She's rather famous, actually. Uh, they were both from very privileged families. He and his sisters were primarily raised by caretakers. His mother's involvement in children... Child rearing was dressing them up in little outfits. Ooh, uh, she was one of those moms who would uh, like she put them in like weird clothes, clothing from Victorian era. Uh, oh. But like that, it was way out of date. Like everything she would, she embarrassed the shit out of these kids. <laughs> uh, well, you were telling me she was an illustrator. Like, what is she drawing? Like those weird, creepy turn of the twentieth century political cartoons and like times and shit. So, um, you know what? I'm gonna pull, pull up. up. I want to see the. Her racist cartoons. Well, I wouldn't call them racist. They're, uh, <laughs> it's fun, though. Period accurate. Um, Humphrey. Mom, everyone's wearing top hats. I don't want to wear this stupid fucking outfit. <laughs> Put your goddamn top hat on. <laughs> Come on. I paid for that. It's a tiny one. You're going to grow out of it, too, so you better... Stop She's the Gerber baby drawer? No, so oh. they're... they're <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if you type in the Melons Food for Babies, uh, it was a company that did baby food. Um, he was the illustrated baby on the bottom of the no label. Oh, shit. And um, there's, there's a myth that he is the Gerber baby because she was doing illustrations that, like that for commercial like uses. Wait, I saw Melons, some shit on Facebook, though, about the Gerber baby. M-E-L-L-I-N-S. Oh, okay. So I, Trav, you're gonna put it on the uh, Instagram that that picture I sent you. I don't think that's Humphrey, but that's one of her works, and it's well, just that, so fucking funny. That picture on our art on our artwork for this episode is terrifying. Like, yeah, that's something that came out of like Silent Hill, like crawled out of a skin wall. That's dope. Yeah. Oh, here, yeah. So here it is. <laughs> Look at that. So this should be. This could be. Humphrey as a baby. It's hot. And he was Ooh. famous. Like, this was, he was the, uh, I don't know, it was Chester Cheeto. 
<laughs> Look at that baby. Look at that smile. Yeah, but a baby. Yeah. She would paint him like every day. That's a lot of mother. time. So, like, she she kind of tortured these kids. They would go to school and like they would come home and have to model for her for like hours. Well, I mean, is I feel like that's most clothing companies today. You know, you put some kid in some vineyard vines or yeah. ash bagash, whatever, and you just dress them up like tiny little stupid people. Now yeah, you but just then film I'm your kids <laughs> nowadays. You're just like, oh, look at my kid just doing all this stuff I'm forcing him to do that right. I love to watch him do. This was somehow worse because she would put these kids in these positions and water paint them for hours. Mm. So uh. it's not even like, all right, let me take a few pictures. Uh, that's which is kind of funny. Yeah, this it is really before, is. like you could just put them in front of the Roblox and they'll stay still or something like that. It yeah. could have been better than like you know being in like a squat, it's crushed in with like telling her families like it was back yeah. in the oh, day. Oh, tenement. Yeah, yeah like back in, in the York? day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, it was a lot worse. They didn't have to deal with that yeah. at all. They were very well to do, and uh, that like Humphrey always kind of resented that. And wanted to be like a poor kid. Maybe not poor, but he wanted uh, some street cred. I don't know. He was a nerd. Yeah. He really was. You wouldn't think that this guy it. was so. He he was really awkward. He had strange hair for the, like curly red hair growing up. Uh, everyone made fun of him because of the clothing that his parents wore. And <laughs> talk about the elephant in the room. His name Humphrey Bogart. Having a name like Humphrey Bogart in 1910 is like having the name. Humphrey Bogart in 2022. It's it was very dated. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That was that was not normal. Okay. All right. I, I, like I mean, I always name. kind of assumed that people around there were being called like Humphrey and like yeah. Jebediah. No, Humphrey was not a common name. Moses. At all. Um. So people made fun of him because it's a, it's a funny name. Is it not? Yeah. Humphrey. He likes to hump. Hump it. Sure does. Dude, you know what's kind of funny about him being like a weirdo and shit? It, I, I feel like, I don't know, arguably one of the best actors we have today that's similar, probably closest comparison to Humphrey Bogart in terms of expression is um, uh, not Danny DeVito. Dan- Daniel Day-Lewis? Neil Patrick no, Harris? Well, or, well, Daniel Day-Lewis or um, fucking, ah, oh, jeez, I can't Ooh. remember his goddamn Daniel name. Daniel Radcliffe. Ben yeah, Affleck. Daniel Radcliffe. Arguably, <laughs> arguably, he's like Daniel Radcliffe. He's just like him. Yeah. Fred Savage. Uh, now I'm going to remember that name like five minutes later. All right, come, come back in whenever. <laughs> We're not rushing. Uh, outside of their professional lives and the uh, New York elite events that the parents went to from time to time, Maud and Belmont's little family time was dedicated to yelling at each other between fixes. They were a violent family. Um, cold, awful people. And that's great because you make, that's how yeah. you make artists. Mm-hmm. I, I think we we found that trend on our show. <laughs> yeah, you need some hate in your life to really Torture get things. Your kids. <laughs> if your parents love you, they ain't doing it right. Yeah, they shouldn't love you. Should no just... one should love you. Remember exactly. that. Next time you feel alone, you're exactly how you should be. Lights <laughs> out when you die. <laughs> 19... Right to the dark place. In 1913, the family bought a home in Fire Island. Happy Ooh. Pride Month, everyone. Where Ooh. Humphrey began exploring the theater world. Cherry Grove. Oh, great, pl- great place to learn theater. Well, let me tell you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he met his best friend, 
William Brady Jr., whose father, William Brady Sr., was a big-time entertainment promoter who gave the boys tickets to any Broadway show they wanted. So he had access to all the shows. Cats? All day. Definitely yeah. cats. Good vibrations. Definitely cats. Yeah. Kinky boots. Oh. <laughs> wicked. Yeah, I want to see Wicked again, Dad. <laughs> Daddy, Daddy, can we go see Wicked? Did you bring my lipstick? Did you see Wicked? No, I've never seen that. Did you? I have seen it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it was bad. I didn't it's like terrible. it. I just like the that they had uh, the wires and they had her flying around on ropes. Yeah, I mean, I wish it was more like Spider Man. They just smashed those people against the wall with the ropes. <laughs> but, you know. I saw uh, good vibrations. No, the only Broadway show you should ever see: Book of Mormon. Let me tell you, Matt and Trey know how to do it. I don't know. Kiss Me Kate's pretty good. Where did you kiss her? Lion King was you good, have a wife. too. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you got you have to make your wife watch. Oh, okay. It's part All of the right. play. It's right. an <laughs> audience interactive. It's good you're gonna stuff. Come, you're going to walk away with a huge-ass gouge on your lip from all the kissing. Yeah, there's, uh, there is bot flies in there. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There have been rumors that Humphrey and Brady's relationship was homosexual. I don't really buy that at all. What, just um, because he's on Fire Island? Exactly. <laughs> Free love. Uh, mm-hmm. Or the Broadway plays. But, um, hey, male pleasure is in the ass. So, I think they were really into theater, and I think they just looked like a bunch of gays, because they would, like, they would perform, and yeah. they would dress in these little seamen uniforms, and sail around the south shore of Long Island. Oh, shit, man. Yeah, they, they did some... But they were rich kids. They yeah, didn't know any better. Yeah. You know how like, rich kids don't know how to dress themselves? Yeah. Especially down south. That's they a, all wear yeah. Under Armour polo shirts and uh, bad shorts. Khaki, yeah, khaki shorts or yeah. Yeah, golf shoes. Rich kids, like, they don't... It's either they really know how to dress or, or they, they have no yeah. fucking idea. So this is... Uh, or, they think, pay, or they pay someone to dress them. And they look bad well, that his, way, too. His mom tortured him. He was wearing, like, Jacoby and Ruffs and shit when he was, like, <laughs> 10 years old. That's pretty badass. I'd do it, but I, 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 I think you need approval, is what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm about to bring back the ascot, I'm saying. Mm. What's the ascot? You should. The ascot? It's like, you know what? Instead of wearing a tie, you wear like, it's like a big oh. clump of, like Freddy from uh, uh, Scooby-Doo has an ascot. Oh, I fucking hate that. You like that? Yeah, dude. I thought it was like the scarf, little scarf tie. It's a scarf, basically. Yeah, it is a scarf. The baby scarf. It's like a, it is a baby scarf for a man. All right. it's, it's always light blue every time. <laughs> it's it's I'm a, a thick, I'm not hating Travis. It's a want. thick, wide tie for thick, wide hey, thighs. Hi. Hold on one second. Dog. Come here. Dog. Come here. Don't fuck his knee up. I've got some commas. Right All right, I'm leaving this in. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. brought this Are you feeding her combos right now, Mike? Yes. <laughs> Just the inside. Lick out the inside, eat the rest. He spent his summers down in uh, Long Beach, like I said. Fire Island, rather. Um, And then the rest of the year was at the Upper West Side apartment that his parents owned. And he was miserable through the year, understandably. Who doesn't, like, hate school? I love school. I know. That's why you excel so much. I had such a great time. It was hard for me to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those lunches. I, sta- I stayed as you. long as I could. Yeah, those lunches are great. Lunch in elementary school was so good, and then it like, just deteriorated as the years went on. I was like, what? It's like prison food now. Mike, it was oh. always prison food. It was good yeah. in elementary school. Galaxy <laughs> pizza slapped. 
Galaxy Pizza? They yeah. branded it for you? <laughs> yeah, it was a circle <laughs> pizza. Nice. Yeah, that show's good. Galaxy Pizza hit me up. Hmm. So, um, you know how Humphrey Bogart has that lisp? It's like a slight yeah. li- He talks weird. You, I can't believe you have no idea who he is. Is he in Casablanca? Yes. Yeah. I've never seen that. I've only seen like the like the ending scene where they're like about to go on a plane or some bullshit. Do you remember that at all in the way he talks? Because he talks like he has. I can't do an impersonation. Yeah, he's got I mean, a weird I, I, talk I, yeah, impression. Yeah, I think, I, I think yeah. it's understandable. He's got like a. It's kind of like one of these a little bit, a little <laughs> yeah. bit, but yeah, not yeah, as in shit. the flash. <laughs> yeah, it's it's <laughs> a little Nicky. Yeah. Get on the plane. Get on the plane. <laughs> I'm gonna rape you. <laughs> Yeah, I just watched that movie today. Pretty good. I get and he it. Doesn't, and he doesn't pl- say, play it again, Sam. Right? He does not, no. <laughs> People who say that are idiots. Yeah. Or uh, just misinformed. One of those. How? <laughs> <Ow. laughs> I something on my foot. Oh, it's one of those spiders I got down here. I got Woo! spider pets. Spider-mens. Uh, oh, wait, are the spiders webs. trying to... Spiders are trying to lick your wound? No, I just bite my ankles. <laughs> All, right. All right, well, we'll get you some mice. Anyway, um, there's a lot of theories where that lisp came from, but one of the prominent theories is um, that his dad just hit him too many times in the face and, like, split his lip. Ah. Um, Who doesn't like that one so well? I don't know. There's other theories. There's ones about a bar fight, and there's ones about uh, he was in the military. We'll get to that in a bit, and he, like, may have... I think he was in the brig for a bit and got hit taking too much xanax get a little less going something like that yeah, yeah. little xan style yeah. he's yeah. he's the humphrey yeah. bogart yeah. of our generation Don't go on the blank. <laughs> yeah young young hump <laughs> uh let's see he was an easy target for classmates as i said i can imagine um he's famous for being on cereal so that's funny What's cereal? Wheaties? No, it's the melon. The melon. Oh, the, the, melon cereal. So, so that's not good. He has this hair like Ronald McDonald. He's got the lisp. His name is Humphrey. The bitches would love that nowadays. They'd be like all over this dude. You think so? Yeah. Hmm. A name like that, red hair, curly hair, rich hmm. parents. Yeah. yeah the, well, the rich parents, rich parents really. Yeah. yeah. That's what every girl likes. <laughs> that's a great genetic trait to yeah, have. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. I wish my parents were multi-billionaire baby food drawing people. Yeah. You'd probably be a famous actor by now if they were. Probably. Who says I am? Uh, Onlyfans.com. <laughs> 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 I'm afraid to show the link. Thanks, though. Well, we look, keep your eyes out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, keep your eyes out. Get those wallets ready. Yep. <laughs> Please, I'm so poor now. <laughs> I lost everything. <laughs> my leg. Health. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's important, it's everyone. Okay to get oh, health. I got my health bill. I got my ins- my fucking uh, hospital bill. Yeah, it's eighty thousand fucking dollars. Eighty thousand, but you're Ooh, not. I have, I have insurance, and it, t- it only costs nine hundred bucks. I'm like, what the f- like? How yeah. the fuck does this work? <laughs> yeah, because it's all made by Italian mafiosos. This yeah. shit is so re- retarded. It's yeah. unreal. <laughs> yeah, it's ri- it's ridiculous. I-, I looked at. I didn't see the bottom part where how much I owed. I was like, oh my fucking god, I'm gonna kill myself. You just pass out before. Like, <laughs> I literally just got it. Just like stacking it's up. like. What you owe twenty thousand, and then says deductible or what you got to like, Oh shit, twenty thousand still that's a lot of fucking money. <laughs> damn, nine hundred bucks. Like that's that's a couple of dicks. That's good for you, man. That's <laughs> a couple of dicks. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm really happy about that. All right, well, well that's my tangent. Let's get back on here Sorry. though. That's okay. I I need to hear that. He wasn't a good student at all. He was kind of a daydreamer, as you can imagine. A lot of actors are, myself included. Antonio Banderas. It's hard sitting by the window. 
Yeah, there shouldn't I'll be any say, windows. I'll in school. say that it is hard to sit by a window in school. Yeah, no uh, more windows in school. Get those kids to concentrate, like in China. Yeah, get those yeah, high windows high windows China. and bars on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bullshit vests. And outside is just their parents working on Please. mills. <laughs> anyway, uh, Humphrey would go to school every day, like I said. And now he's all pissed off because he's doing terrible in school. He hates his life as a young boy. And he's got a model for his mom into his teens. Like, what is he doing in his teens? He's still doing the baby food? <laughs> I don't know. I think <laughs> they kept food. that for a while. But, um, yeah, I, I think she just drew, like, all the time. Like, a they real have, psycho. They didn't have a camera? They didn't have, have the cameras invented by then? Um, I mean, they had cameras. Well, you still common. want to paint from real life. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. If you care. After flunking out of the prestigious Phillips Academy boarding school that his dad squeezed him in with influence, uh, Bogart enlisted in the Navy, 1918, right before Armistice Day, so no action. Just like, he's born the same year as Disney, so if you remember that story, he has a similar thing going on, where he right. tries to get involved, and then the timing is just off every time. Lucky best. Right. Well, he's probably just carting, like, bodies back from <laughs> yeah, Europe. Right. That, that's exactly Thank God it. I wasn't there. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, he spent eight months on the USS Leviathan going back and forth transporting the real troops. That's really what he did. He was like a, uh, a flight attendant. Oh, uh, all right. Hey, you're that military bonus, though. So mm-hmm. Yeah, military tug job from the real, you, to the real troops. So uh, he gets transferred in 1919 to the USS Santa Olivia, but he misses his transfer somehow, making him a deserter. Oh, that's not Oh. Cool. So to get out of punishment for this, he asks his dad to get a pardon from his good friend, Assistant Secretary of the Navy, and future President FDR. Oh, shit. So, yeah, oh. so instead of the standard AWOL sentence of three days in solitary confinement and a dishonorable discharge, he got three days in a regular can and honorably discharged. So, hey, it's good to know people, especially yeah, the president. Right. Yeah, especially old spaghetti legs. Yeah, money can buy happiness. He even got some kind of medal. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I don't remember which one, but it was like, yeah, one of those, uh, you did it, medals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah, went those in on the Amazon ocean. now. Yeah. What's that? You get those on Amazon now. Yeah, well, they, they had Amazon all. back then. They were, they were still, they were dying. They, uh, were, a, they were a poor people. You get that 10% discount. <laughs> so, so I'd imagine, from what I, like, gathered with Humphrey, but especially from watching his movies, the guy was always drinking, right? Was he, did he start drinking when he was in the Navy? Sailors love to get drunk. Yeah, is that, that why is... he missed his transport? Probably. He was drinking at that time, and he drank his whole life. Now, he wasn't even... He was no Oliver Reed in that he wasn't a wild man, that type of Hellraiser drinker, you know, Peter O'Toole kind of guy. He was just drinking all the time. Yeah. Um, he never stopped. He never was like... He just wasn't that guy to be like, oh, that was a rough week. I need to take a few days off. He would wake up and have bourbon. No, yeah. you just want to you just want to kick the shit out of your liver every fucking day. That's what it's there for. Likes yeah. to be abused, of course. Liver king. So um he's got the money to get get out of uh, a dishonorable discharge and he's all happy, but the money for the family is drying up. You see his junkie dad was even more of a junkie now, and he lost a huge sum of money in a bad lumber investment. Uh-oh. So the Bogart family was in a bad way around this time. 
Humphrey saw this as a blessing, though, because he resented his privileged upbringing for his whole life. Why do rich kids always feel like that? Because they well, never know always. what it's like not to have so, money. Sometimes they're, they just, you know, are rich kids. But sometimes they're like, oh, man, I'm so cool. Look at me. I'm going to go to the hood or something like that. It's guilt. There's, I, I heard this theory a long time ago about, like, rich kids and, like, beyond... Beyond them having the resources to do, like, lots of shit, why, why they actually become successful, like, genuinely, like, they be, a lot of them become, like, really smart and entrepreneurs, and, like, even if they didn't have the money, it was because of the situation where they're, like, oh, they always have to, like, find attention in something, or, like, uh, outdo someone, because, right. I, like, the money only goes so far, and obviously that's not all, most rich kids have heroin problems or something, uh, yeah. I'm talking about, like, a select few. Like right. Elon Musk types who are just fucking psychopaths. They're like always pushing it. Right, right, right. Um, I don't know. I, I forgot guilt. where I, I that, guilt. Maybe I just made that up because I'm smart as hell. And my yeah, probably. I think you just wrote a research paper. There you go. Quote <laughs> us on yours. Yep. Take that home. Thank <laughs> you. So Humphrey reached out to William Brady Sr., the guy who was the entertainment manager, who had... He, he, his business had gone crazy. Uh, big entertainment mogul. He started to break into Hollywood a bit. Um, so Brady started a production company called World Film, Film, and it was making a killing. This is pre-talkies. Um, okay. But at the very... It's, when were the talkies again? Al Jolson, uh, 20... Yeah, it was, yeah Jol the jazz singer was the first one. That was... Yeah, it was, it was like, 22, right? Was uh, it? Maybe 22 or 20. I want to say 22. Was I, it Birth of a Nation, one of the first? No, I was, no, silent. was it Silence. Yeah, that was uh, Silence. That was 1911, I think. Oh, sure. Or 1910. Yeah. Woodrow Wilson's favorite movie about the KKK. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't have a favorite about the KKK? <laughs> oh, mine's American History. Oh, that's, not, that's like Skinheads. American no, History X. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, same. It's about rude people. It's about the Terminator kids Just, growing up. Yeah, he's not doing good. Dude, have you ever yeah. seen pictures of him? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. He's like Smeagol. I wanna, yeah. Dude, I think he'll come on the show for like 50 bucks. I'd be sick. Probably. You want to have him on the show? We yeah, can reach out. Like, what happened? You were so sick in Terminator 2. I don't know. He had like everything. Like, I guess I had privilege. Yeah. Now he's just like, I still got to buy smokes. <laughs> hey, Arnold, nice help me. Arnold, help me. I mean, <laughs> they were probably, back then, they were probably just giving him heroin because he was a child, even though he was a child. That's a good point. Yeah, heroin chic. So Brady offered Bogart a desk job at the company, and he got into it really hard, actually. Bogart, this is the first time he gave a shit about something. He liked the film thing. He was like, I'm going to stay on this. He excelled at the gig and eventually was promoted to a production manager. Now, keep in mind, the film world is still figuring itself out, so he got a little bit of everything in that. When you're a production manager, you get to... Uh, manage props, a little bit of accounting, some screenwriting, a touch of directing, all over. Yeah, His early, oh, early film was very, was there weren't as many, you know, when you go to the movies, if anyone's like gone to a movie and watched the credits and you see like grip one, grip two, grip three, grip four. Nothing. Like, they had nothing. There's, they have, nowadays they have jobs for every single little thing in the movie industry. Like I it's remember crazy. I worked with, some like he was just an effects guy like he just found effects he didn't put them in the movie he just found effects oh yeah sick. Those, like those like i know this from like the sound world 
there's it's not one guy doing a mix it's like it, there's a guy doing the sound effect foley for doors in like big hollywood movies just doors just, just doors just you need that right cars, sound that right just sound a, yeah they do like it's that you have like 10 people working on just the sound effects for collecting yeah. them how am i gonna yeah. spend my budget fuck but well but no yeah <laughs> Back then, even the actors would be holding lights sometimes, you know? Like, that's yeah. how it was back Boom then. Boom mic one. Yeah. Well, I didn't need that because there's no sound. Uh, <laughs> hmm. So his attention, uh, Bogart's, like, in this situation where he has flexibility, so his attention did wander towards acting, as you would pick up. Eventually, he gets involved in the New York City stage performances, and he he gets his chops up a bit. People start figuring out, oh, okay, this guy actually wants to act. Uh, he was not great to act with because even though he knew he was good at it and could do it, his entire career, even from early on, he saw it as a really sissy thing to be doing. He's like, acting is for chumps. Wait, even when, he was, it. even when he was dancing around on Fire Island going to Broadway shows? I think it was part of his like rich kid thing. Like he yeah. saw what, like he grew up, he's 18 now, and he's like, that was kid shit. Oh, okay. Like uh, he's got that attitude towards like, yeah, only rich, spoiled kids do that. Like I'm, I'm trying to be a hardened man here. Yeah, I was in the navy. I want to work in a coal mine. <laughs> be miserable. He did like the acting lifestyle though, because uh, everyone drank a lot in performance. As you have you a good do, time yeah, with your friends, yeah. you know. This yeah. Is, uh, the thespians they love going out there. He could drink bourbon and smoke cigarettes in speakeasies all night and not have to be anywhere till noon that's another nice thing about acting i suppose on stage yeah prohibition had just kicked off bogart and william brady jr were among the new york city elite that got to protest prohibition by getting drunk every night and telling people to loosen up <laughs> he became a drunk in the area uh, more so I think it was pretty bad when he was in his early 20s. He uh, he was the guy who would sleep in the bar. Oh, oh like, Wake up and just start over again. That's, you got a problem. Yeah. Uh, you he know somehow what I, managed to keep a career going the whole time, though, which is uh, admirable. You know what I think is really interesting back then, especially where you live, Mike, down the South Shore, is they used to have just offshore in the international waters, there was, like, a whole bunch of barges that sold like alcohol, hard liquor, because it was technically, you know, not, not in the U.S. Oh. And what they would do is like these speakeasies would like they'd take a boat out to these barges, they'd order what they want, and then they'd literally just like drift the alcohol to the shore and they'd pick it up on shore. Oh, huh. <laughs> to follow you up on that, my house, I think I said this on the show, my house is actually a, a prohibition house. Was it, it really? Really? Yeah, the basement has all these like secret compartments. Or used to hide liquor and shit like that. Yeah, badass. I've been in your basement. The old house, like yeah. remember my old house had those weird, like little compartments, little like rooms and shit. Yeah, it was. Basement. I thought they were all like that in Babylon because you're constantly yeah. getting flooded. Well, that street, you're not, you're not supposed to have a basement, right? You're not supposed to have like lower levels like that because they get flooded. That is interesting. Mm. I always thought they were just rape dungeons. <laughs> they kind of look like rape dungeons. <laughs> they do, yeah. But yeah, well, so they're probably they're probably it was probably mixed use, right? You pick up the yeah, beer, well, float it on shore, do a little rape. They had like entrances from the canal, like under like the docks, where you could like, you know, they used to sneak it in and shit. Nice. My dad could be blowing smoke up my ass, but it seems legit. It sounds legit, yeah. yeah. Your dad likes making uh, stories, spinning a yarn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he sure my, does. My dad is a. Uh, 
So with all the drinking that he does, he never hinders his acting career, which is good. He was disappointed in the roles he was cast as. He got lots of pretty boys, soft boy shit. Uh, he wanted to portray hard men like he would later. Yeah, that's what I he's mean, known hard. for. At the end of his career, he's known to be a hard boy. That's right. No never bias. soft. That's right. Always hard. Yeah, never soft. Love it. Tony Hawk, shout out. <laughs> uh, keep in mind, he was a 20-year-old kid from an upper-class background. So he was soft as hell. It was perfect. Right. In 1922, he met his first future ex-wife, Helen Mencken, while acting in a play. They got married in 1926. Uh, this was a bad miss. She was 10, o- 10 years older than him. Oh, nice. So I guess Ooh. he was looking for an apartment because uh, the, <laughs> the parents were out of money at this point. Same. Um, and he was, like, hanging out with actresses in the bars and getting his peen steeped all over. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Like, he was getting busy. So Wait, excuse me, peen, doctor. Peen steeping? Is that when they just, like, you, you put your mouth over the dick and just, like, blow and, like, steam on it? Like, I just, like, actually sucking? getting steeped is, like, you know, you just put it in something. Like oh, just steeping. Okay. Yeah, he's got that I peen got steeped. Um, like you stick it in the couch cushion anywhere really you know yeah. and uh not always his wife was the problem uh, oh well he's, he's the guy that sleeps at the bar so yeah it's whatever he's 20 years old let him let him live what is this discharge coming out of my penis <laughs> <laughs> are those your discharge papers sir <laughs> <laughs> there's some kind of discharge their marriage lasted 18 months very good in 1928 he married another woman Named Mary Phillips, a decade decade long unhappy marriage. Ugh. Um, Humphrey did not treat it like a marriage. He also slept around the entire time. This was part of the course. This is nothing to get worked up over. Yeah. Uh, his career wasn't glamorous during the twenties, but when the th- uh, the thirties rolled around, the film industry started to take off. You see, admissions to films were less than uh, going to plays. So a lot of yeah. folks, you know, this is depression era, and people were like, I, I need to get entertained, and I can't, I can't be watching Wicked or Spider-Man do it. <laughs> yeah. I don't have that money. So they would go to movies. Yeah. Uh, YouTube was just shadow puppets. Yeah. <laughs> Garbage, really. Yeah, it was just some guy named Derek <laughs> who was just in your closet. Derek Tube. Yeah, he lived there rent-free as long as he entertained you. <laughs> He'd tell a bunch of dad jokes and knock-knock jokes. Yeah. Oh! I, I feel like I'd make a good Derek. <laughs> Let's see. Where the heck were we? So, um, so a lot of people in film, though, were vaudeville types. They were yeah. not, like, play actors, which makes a lot of sense, because they were, like, trying to adopt something new. The plays, uh, the plays were still making money. The yeah. vaudevillians needed to adopt. So... There wasn't a lot of these stage actors. Like it, it, it was common, but not super common. Right. So I don't know like why the, that's important the, for me to like, get into. But well, it's like the Three Stooges and uh, the Marx Brothers, right? They came from vaudeville. Yeah, they were all vaudevilles. Yeah. Um, it was it, like film people were blue collar back in the day. It was a yeah. very blue collar gig. A lot of people thought it to be like demonic. Like you shouldn't go to the fuck. Don't watch the movies. They're full. Like you know, well, the camera steals your soul. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, dude. I listened to my Native American neighbor. So don't go to those movies. Don't yeah. Don't let them record you, man. They're gonna Smoke steal that pipe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
It's cool. Drink Mountain Dew with me. Mountain Dew me. That's cool. actual only crime that Harvey Weinstein did was he collected souls and then showed them his micro penis. Oh, that's fine. I don't have a problem with it. You know what you're getting into. <laughs> it wasn't too long until Humphrey was contacted. Uh, contacted? Wow. This hangover is creeping. By sorry, aliens? everyone. I'm very sorry for a poor read tonight. Tom's hammered. Yeah. Um, he was contracted, not contacted. He was contracted by Fox Film Corp at $750 a week, which was very good That's eating more than at me. the time. Yeah. And that yeah. was back then. Holy fuck. When your rent was like $6. See, <laughs> yeah, that, that means he could basically have a clam chowder like fountain in his house. Probably yeah. so good. And honestly, it was a good couple years that he was with Fox, but they decided not to renew his contract. So he was out Ooh, of it again. Um, in 34, his drinking took a uptick. And um, this is his time of uncertainty. Between contracts. Um, and to make things worse, his dad passed away, leaving Bogart with a considerable amount of debt. Ooh. These oh, were hard this times. back in the yeah. day where you could, you inherited debt? Yeah. This is, mm. is different. Or maybe they just didn't know that you didn't have to pay it. Oh, uh, yeah. They, when someone dies, they come after you. You don't have to pay shit, dude. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get all these medical bills and stuff. You don't need to pay that garbage. I know. Well, yeah, I mean, like, you know... what? When our folks go, you're going to get people calling and be like, hey, you got to sell your dad's debt. You just say, he's still Fuck alive. You My dad's hang in Cuba up. right now, sorry. Yeah. Out of here. Tupac and Osama. So he's drinking like a motherfucker, and he's got this debt. So this is the hard time that he faced. He had a few years of this where he was nearly homeless because he spent all the money. Uh, he was drinking way too much. These are the lines in his face. He's got mm. so many lines in his face. This is this Where time period. He was so stressed out. Yeah. That he became that like just short tempered. Uh I wouldn't maybe not short tempered, but he was I don't know. He didn't really have a lot of patience for anything. anything. Yeah, he was just I don't blame him. I'd be pissed off how to pay some shit I didn't really do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's see. So he gets this play in uh it's called The Petrified Forest. It's his first breakout role. So when he was at Fox, he just like did background shit. He was pretty boy, like I said a few times, but now he's an actual lead in a play. Okay. So so he like became a Seth Rogen at this point. Yes. That would be a good way of putting <laughs> Joe it. Rogen? Yeah. Jo- Joe Rogan? Joe Rogan's younger brother, Seth Rogan. Oh, yeah. Sick. Younger, fatter brother. <laughs> um See, Bogart starred in the play, and the movie rights were purchased by the Warner Brothers. The Warner Brothers. They're still alive at this point? Warner Brothers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jack Warner is, uh, I mean, this is the heyday for him. Oh, okay, okay. Um, these production rights were retained by, what's this guy's name? Arthur Hopkins, who is the play's producer. He demanded that Bogart play the role that he was on the play, because he did it so well. They didn't want to do that. They wanted to cast someone else. Um, I forget who, someone, some big name. Uh, but the guy who was starring in the play, Leslie Howard, they wanted him to play lead, and he said he wouldn't play lead unless Bogart got his role. Oh, so Les- Leslie Howard got Bogart in the door into Hollywood. Wow. Oh, all right. Bam. The movie's a giant success, and Bogart was in Hollywood's good graces. It just worked out. 
He worked what? for Warner Brothers for the next 15 years. And uh, by 10 years later, he was Hollywood's highest paid actor. Tom, Sheesh. do you know if the petrified farce was that kind of like his, you know, I feel like he played a lot of the film noir, like dark, you know, brooding kind of character. Was that um, what the petrified farce was? Yeah, I mean, I could summarize that real quick. Um, so that film is, he's not a, he's an ex-con who's off his rocker. Oh, okay. So yeah, in that same vein of like, you know, dark. It's it's very of. dark. I mean, he was typecast throughout the 30s for being a gangster. This role, he wasn't a gangster, but pretty much everything he did up until like 39 was just a gangster piece. Him and like mm. James Cagney got cast for every gangster thing. And that's what Warner Brothers did. They cranked out those movies like crazy. Um, the Maltese Falcon, which we'll talk about in a bit, that's considered the first film noir movie. Yeah. I think that was 41. So he right. had a bit of a career before that, before that was even a term. Right. Well, he was working during like pre-code, that was what, pre-code, right? Where uh, before the How Act or whatever, where you could just do whatever the fuck you wanted. Uh, yeah, but I think to- like Warner was pretty... Um, PG. They weren't PG, but they were traditional yeah. in a lot of ways. Like a lot of those right. movies that he did in the beginning of his career, they were forgetful. But that's, I mean, that's anyone's career. Yeah. Um, right. No penetration. No penetration. None. No. Soft core. Single. Shit. Single only if you have to. Let's see. The rest of the 30s, like I said, this is the busiest time in Bogart's career. He did 25 films between 36 and 39. Sheesh. Damn. Yeah. He was all over the place. Uh, wasn't a star yet because it was always typecasting. Bogart didn't have a problem with typecasting. A lot of those actors who, like, I don't know, they think it's a bad thing. Make money. You make money, and I think it gives people an opportunity to just, like, f- like slowly craft a character. There you go, yeah. Which yeah. he did. Uh, For Bogart, sure, I want to be the Luke Skywalker, and I'll be Luke Skywalker forever, dude. Dude, but you can't be Joker also? Yo, but I as Joker, dude, I'm so am serious. I want to be Batman. Oh, man. You going to be Batman? Yeah. yeah. I want to be... uh. What's the guy's name? Robert Heath Pattinson? Ledger. You're going to be Heath Ledger? Yeah. Nice. Die. As Batman? Smart, <laughs> Smart guy. Yeah. Bogart divorces Mary Phillips during um, his takeoff at Warner Brothers. And he's... <laughs> okay, so then he gets married to another one. The one he gets married to next is... Uh, her name is Mayo Methot. Whoa! Mayo Methot? Yeah. <laughs> so... I'm not going to go over this. No. All right. So this woman, this woman is a piece of work. Um, oh. I'm not going to go over the whole thing, but what I will say is to summarize it, they had fist fights all the time. That's hot. She started them. That's hot. Every time. Yes, uh, she because was, she, she's a mayonnaise meth thought. She's yeah, yeah. smoking meth. She's snorting she, mayonnaise. She's shooting mayo all over. Yeah. She was psychotic. Um, they called the house they lived together, like Hollywood called their house, I think it was like Slug Manor, because they were just like, they <laughs> would, yeah, they would each like show with black eyes to sets all the time. Dumb bitch. So much of that. It was- I love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, terrible relationship. Um, she burnt their house down once. Oh, all right, that's bad. Um, threatened to kill him all the time. Uh, right. Did stab him once. Why didn't he leave her right away? Just I don't know. It was freak, like freaking the sheets. Freaking the sheets. That's what it was. Yeah. I didn't give it up. I think so. I didn't give it up. Honestly, 
Um, she is not attractive. She she is not like uh, vice. You know when you, when you say like, oh yeah, she's totally nuts, and you see the chick, and you're like, well, pff, titties like that, you know, whatever. Yeah, no, but yeah, she, yeah. but that with mayonnaise like that, dude. I mean, she was cranking around the Hellmans. Yeah. <laughs> she, she was. She knew West what Coast. he. She knew what pushed his buttons the right way. That's what it was. She was not. She just wasn't attractive either. Like I was looking at her. I'm like, Maybe he's well, into that. I don't know. Some dudes like to fuck weird things. Well, his last wife, who we're getting to later, is like a smoke show. Totally. Um. Dude, well, McCall, I'm glad like that we're. My favorites. I'm, I'm glad that you introduced us to may- mayonnaise meth thought. Yeah, that's my new favorite name for a human. Are you looking up pictures of her? No, I need to look up mayonnaise. I'll look up mayo meth thought. I get like some persons from Mastic Beach. I'll look it up. Hold on. Look at this, Mike. <laughs> some person from Mastic Beach. <laughs> like, look uh, at this beast. <laughs> oh, she get it. What do you mean? That. She had that square face. She just want to punch. She looks like a Funko doll, like her head. Uh, she does look like a Funko doll. She's not too bad. Not bad. What does her body look like? Look at shallow. Look at that. She's cute. That oh look, wait, dude, yeah, I, no. Him and her are together. There's a couple pictures where I'm like, that's a mayonnaise face. She got no. She lost it, man. She drank a lot. One of the reasons they stuck together was because they did drink a lot together. But, like, look at that. I could smell her breath from here. She's been dead for what's 70 her body, what's years. What's her body look like? Is her body banging? <laughs> no, she was like Chunko. I like that. Look, it's fine. I'm not, I, I like the fat bitches. I, I, I'm not trying to hate on uh, the body styles, whatever. I'm not. Tom's anti plus size woman. Oh, actually, yeah, you're right. That's what I am trying to say. Tom's anti plus um, size woman. That's exactly what I'm saying. But She's I don't not know, plus like, size at all. She's lean. She's thick. Look at her. Well, okay, it doesn't matter. Look at the all two right. of them together, though. Like he, yeah. he's a fucking star, and she's like, eh. yeah. And it's not like she's well, a nice woman. She's a nasty woman. Yeah, like well, who would, you know that, he would well, show up on set with like scratches on his face and bleeding everywhere. Yeah, he's probably fucking other chicks. And she's like pissed off. Maybe. Well, you know what? I mean, I just have to say, mayonnaise is a very slippery slope to meth. So, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you got to be careful. Good point. All right, so look, she she was beating him up, but she. He he hit her back. It's fine. So don't worry. It's even. Don't worry, Stephen Molyneux. It was all handled. <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, oh, Sluggy Hollow. That's what the press called their name, their their house. Um, clubs in Hollywood banned the couple to avoid fights in their places of business. Humphrey was uh, not good company on many accounts. Like he didn't. He wasn't into making friends. Like he could be charming, but he wasn't interested in it. So, nah. if he wasn't your friend already, he was just cold. Didn't yeah. want to talk to you. And like, I don't know if he was your friend. You, he was probably really nice. But, yeah, it's uh, probably a nice guy. You didn't get to know him. But like, you know, in Hollywood, you have to be nice to everyone's face. That's yeah. the whole thing. Like, you know, oh, you own a club, and you're, uh, you know, you got to meet the owner. You got to be nice. And he just wasn't into that. He's like, I want to yeah. drink, and I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't like blame a, him, honestly. Yeah, I, I don't either. Sounds good. His next role was High Sierra, which was a gangster film. But with a perspective flip, uh, usually up to this point, it was very cut and dry. If you're a gangster, you're a bad guy. This was one of those, like, he's trying to not be a bad guy. There was that depth to the character. High Sierra is one of my favorites by him. I haven't actually seen it, but I, I did some reading on it. And it's interesting how this really pushed his career. Um, and I think this film, was it George Raft, who was another, like, I think he was the gangster character. Like, Warner Brothers wanted to give it to him, and he was trying to get out of oh, the okay. gangster thing. Right. And Raft put it down, and this helped his career. And the same thing happened with Maltese Falcon. 
George Raft yeah. put that down too. Right. So okay. him him messing up a bunch really helped up at uh, Humphrey here. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. High Sierra was written by John Houston, uh, who was one of Bogart's close drinking pals, and he's the director of Maltese Falcon, actually. Um, okay. Yeah, Houston is all over Hollywood. He was, uh, he's got a killer resume. Yeah, Houston, I think, was also recruited by the Army during World War II to film, like, be their documentary yeah, I think guy. So. Like, I know. he had a rank. Mm -hmm. Like, he started the Army, like, film corps. Yeah, I know he spent time there. It was an actual service thing. So here's another, we'll get into that now, too. World War II and the dynamics of Humphrey's career is that he, okay. was, he was too old. He had turned, like, 41 yeah. Yeah, when all that was going down. So everyone went over there who was able to. Um, right. All young Jimmy people. Stewart, like, all the actors did. Everyone was a little younger, and all the older people, I don't know, they were doing USO shows, but... <laughs> Because of that, there were no young actors in Hollywood for years. So this kind of helped solidify Bogey, who's in his 40s now, get this stardom. Okay, good timing. Oh, he just snuck right in there. It just he worked out. Like, yeah. It, I'm too old to go over there. I'm 41. He wanted to go. He tried to enlist. Oh, really? let him. Yeah. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah, it was popular. I mean, uh, the amount of guys who did that, it was... Uh, yeah, fuck. Really, like a coward if he didn't go, kind of type thing. Well, he right? wanted to, like, like Disney's whole shit. When we did him, it's uh, one of, like he's born too late to do World War One, too early for World War Two. I don't know. These All guys right. want to show their patriotism because that was the cool shit in their country. Right. I mean, when the Mayo thoughts invade, I'll be ready. What time to be alive? Yeah. I was thinking about that. Nothing, no, no cameras. Just living. You just beat up your wife. <laughs> no, no cameras, just living and just a picture of like a a kid in a fucking trench in World War One. <laughs> oh, living. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Shell shock, sick. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, Houston did Maltese Falcon, and he had to get Bogart on. He really wanted to. The studio. Uh, they wanted to give it to Raft first. He put it down. Luckily, you got Bogart in there. And that is, as we mentioned before, the first film noir movie. You got to see that one. It's really Sierra good. Sierra Mist? Sierra Mist, yeah. Uh, the, Mal the Maltese <laughs> Falcon. Maltese um, Falcon. Drink Maltese a Sierra Falcon? Mist. Crack open a Sierra Mist. I, I actually enjoy. do want to see this because I like old movies like that. Like, this is a good one. I feel like yeah, it's more, and like the, who's this eerie-ish kind of. Who's the villain? I forgot his name. That German guy. Peter Lorre. Uh, Peter Lorre. Yeah. yeah, he was in a lot of those movies. He was in all the Warner Brothers. He had a Warner Brothers tra uh, contract, contract, and he like him and Bogart worked on hella shit. He was in yeah. Casablanca for yep. a little bit. Oh. Yeah. All right, go see that movie. Is what I was trying to get at. Yeah, I like those old movies because they're like eerie, kind of like an eerie feeling to them. That one is pretty eerie. Um, yeah. I'll talk about his eeriest one. It's like a later one. Uh, all of Hollywood saw this movie. And they made it, like, they saw him and they, they were like, damn, we don't see characters like this. So, hot demand now. He is in hot fucking demand. Hot. And there's no men. Because they're all fighting the Japs and the Germans. He's like mm. the Ashton Kutcher of his day. Yeah, exactly. He was, like, <laughs> doing the butterfly effect. That's a good movie. Over and over again. He's punking all the service members' wives. He invented the trucker hat. I like the one reality where 
uh, Ethan Supley is a goth guy. Oh, shit. <laughs> He's just a fat goth man. He's <laughs> <laughs> the best. He looks like a pig. He's fun. I would, I would want to drink a beer with Nathan, uh, Ethan Supley. If you listen to the show and you know him, get me in contact. Get him on. Yeah. We'll do him next. He died? <laughs> no, he's not dead. Oh. He actually, he's fucking jacked now. He lost all that weight. So you can't laugh at him anymore. He should. Oh, no. Yeah. He's like Fat Joe. Yeah. He's just it's Joe. So yeah. Joe is <laughs> just, just Joe now. Slightly overweight Joe. Yeah. yeah. Well, God bless both those men. Uh, his next <laughs> film was Casablanca. This is uh, historically a top 10 film of all time uh, to every board, every academy, every, every list. You're always going to find Casablanca there. It's very that, good. Uh, yeah, that and uh, Gone with the Wind. They're always in the top five. Yeah. And It's a Wonderful Life. Mm. Yeah. Well, maybe, actually. You, you see a lot, of, that's a a good lot of top 50s. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah, one. that's a good one. I remember my mom used to make me watch that one. And, you know, when you're younger and things are black and white and they're not like, you don't get the comedy. I used yeah. to think it was like a really dark movie. It's not? Well, it I is. It was like extremely dark. No, it's like, the, the, it's really well written, like, comedy wise. Like, the whole thing is punches, except for that, like, the last 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like, I feel like that's what kids nowadays think about when they see a cartoon that isn't 3D. Or like CG. Oh yeah, they're like or, that's really dark. Like the original Ninja Turtles. I don't know. It's not funny. It's not cool at all. They're talking about pizza all the time. I I just need to. That's see not funny. Grew. I just need to watch Baby Boss again. Again. I, I need hashtag Go Teen Titans. Oh, yeah. that's terrible. I like <laughs> the original Teen Titans. The original one is uh pretty good. They're pretty good, yeah. Give it to that. So uh, was well while he's so he's doing Casablanca. I mean, he's like he's. You said he's smooching uh, these wives, these lonely wives. He's yeah, smooching he, his co-stars. Oh, definitely. Good question. Uh, he, his next few films were pretty forgettable. But in 1944, on the set of To Have and Have Not, he meets his fourth and final wife, and classic hottie with a perfect face, Lauren Bacall. Wow. Oh yeah. What does she look like? I gotta see her. She's right. the shit. Yeah, she's just hot as hell. Lauren Bacall. Let me stick my shriveled Hollywood dick in you. Look at that. Holy fuck. What a smoke show, right? God. Let me I mean, my I think. Phone background. I think Lauren Bacall's like up there with like Audrey Hepburn and like all those like. Oh, like, what a doubt. Holy fuck. I mean, there's, there's a. Literally, you look this up, there's a picture of her at Humphrey and Marilyn Monroe, 1953. Yeah. Oh, yeah, here it is. He definitely had a threesome with them. He de- yeah, they did some oh, yeah. wild stuff. But uh, good, good for him and good for her. Um, it was a little weird. Bacall was 19 and Bogart was 44 when they met. Um, but it turned out to be the most stable relationship that he ever had. Oh, there you go. She liked being a wife. And um, yeah, I, I think when they had met, he was still married to Methot. And um, <laughs> he had to like... I think there was some serious litigation yeah, with getting a divorce going, but oh. as soon as the divorce papers went through, within like a month, they were married. Oh, okay. Because they had been banging for who knows. His yeah, next fuck film, that Mayo Chick, Jesus Christ, she was terrible, man. Yeah, what nah. a uh, okay. stabbing her, yeah. just punching, and stabbing, and being like, and she's nice, she's a sweet lady, and she's sexy too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I think Lauren Bacall knew how to really work the mayonnaise into his back, whereas Mayo Meth thought would just, you know, th- try to shove it, sound it into his dick. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's terrible, Travis. 
that you say things like that. Look at that face he's making. He's like, I'm going to fuck both of you. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the face he always has. Yeah. He's like, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. like, is it really certain about it? Probably, I'm probably going to fuck you. <laughs> uh, his next film, The Big Sleep, also starred Lauren Bacall. They oh. did a bunch of films together. Um, part of that was because the studio saw that they were sensation. People were happy that Mayo Methot was out of the picture. She had been diagnosed as some kind of schizophrenic, and they were like, good riddance, you dumb bitch. <laughs> Let's get Bogart with a real warm-up. <laughs> so yeah. there they are. They, they liked it. brought in... It filled the seats, okay? okay. Filled them seats. Uh, the film was a smash hit, and pay-wise, it was one of the biggest of Bogart's career. So they are loaded now. Damn. Uh, so Bogart's in his 40s. Has he... Has he uh, made a made a tiny Bogart from making cream inside of mayo? Good question. Not yet. Uh, okay. Although he was crushing it in Hollywood, Bogart had this resentment towards Hollywood types. Um, for the most part, he would hang out with writers. He liked writers because they smoked cigarettes and talked serious. Probably not yeah. as fake as like all that Hollywood bullshit. Yeah. Just kissing your ass just because you're a fucking sick actor. Yeah, dude, it's Hollywood. You gotta kiss that ass a bit. Gotta go through the bed. Mm. Gotta rim it. His next film was a rejoining with uh, John Huston, his friend, his uh, Maltese Falcon fellow. Um, this one I really want to see. It's called The Treasure of the Sierra Madre, nineteen forty-seven. That's a good dude. It looked amazing. It's really good. That looks that like his the craziest of all. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I I must have watched it over a decade ago, but I remember that one also. I don't know. Every Humphrey Bogart movie I could watch and I'll enjoy. Um, there was but one... that one, that one's good for sure. Definitely less played than uh, you know, um, the Casablanca or Maltese Falcon. But uh, yeah, I've seen a bunch of his movies. Um, I haven't seen this one. If I remember oh, right, the one I'm thinking he... of is coming later, so I'm gonna I'll bring it up then. If I remember right, it was kind of like. Um, the Sierra one, because he was like a bad guy, kind of good guy, like an anti-hero. I, I think the way that so he had this character he's developing right throughout, like there's this theme with his characters where yeah. he's playing the hard dude, but he has this like soft side. Yeah, like this. This empathy, but it takes a while to crack into it with every movie. Yeah. And this one, it's more about like he actually loses his mind. Like, he's the tough guy, and then he just goes off the rails over greed. It's like him and another prospector finding gold and, like, yeah. getting paranoid. That's the uh, setup for the movie. I only watched two scenes from it. It looked great. Travis, you're saying it's great, so it's probably great. Probably great. I've got to rewatch it, because uh, uh, it's hard for me to remember, but, yeah. He does the movie Key Largo. I haven't watched that one, but that's his last one with Warner Brother, and then he starts... A uh, his own production company, the Santana Productions. Now Santana is named after his sailboat. He spent a lot of time sailing, and that was uh, yeah. I guess he loved Carlos Santana's Smooth, featuring Rob Thomas. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a hot wheel, or else forget about it. <laughs> now, Bogart was in the uh, crosshairs. Well, well, one one thing I will say: uh, a Key Largo is basically whenever is it was a movie about whenever it rains at your house, Mike. They're just stuck in a storm, <laughs> a storm in a house. Constantly. Yeah, and it's flooded. Oh, that sucks. Sounds terrible. 
Like Tony? my living situation. Yeah. <laughs> watch Key Largo next time it starts raining. Fargo? Be like, okay, I get this. Yeah, right, Key I'm gonna watch, Fargo. I'm gonna watch Fargo. Yeah, watch Fargo. Yeah, okay. same thing. <laughs> so, yeah, it's Which, same Directed by John Hughes, right? John Houston. Yeah. John Hughes. John, John Houston. Breakfast Club, Fargo. John Houston. Yeah, John Hughes. Yeah, yeah that's Texas. good. Humphrey Langs- Bogart plays six Langs- uh, kids <laughs> in detention. In this yeah, Langston new- John Hughes. 1940-84. Love it. Where are we now? Okay, so he's in the crosshairs of the House Un-American Activities Committee. You know, this all this Red Scare shit that's going on. Communist bastard. He's a Democrat. I don't think he actually cares that much. No, I think he this was guy's like a face. He's ready to pipe two bitches. He doesn't give a fuck. Right. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> not much came out of the mild accusations that people called him a communist because he wasn't a communist. He wrote a uh, an article titled "I'm No Communist" for the March 1948 issue of Photoplay to keep clear of any further accusations, and that was the last of it. Um, every time we do one of these actors or actresses from this time period, this gets brought up. This is just. Everyone got fucked with. Yeah, it's yeah. equivalent to you being like like a child molester these days. I didn't touch yeah. those kids. Right. Everyone's just a molester now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then it turns, or, out, or, yeah. Then it turns yeah. out you're, you know, uh, John, or what is his name? Jared Leto, and you are. Yeah, for fun. He's a child molester? <laughs> Probably. Dude, he has, he has a sex cult of like teens. Are they 18? I don't think so. It's I very I creepy. Be, I, wouldn't be sur- the, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. I'm just saying, look into Jared Leto. Just type Jared Leto sex cult. And Jay Leno sex cult? I mean, he's a good-looking guy. 30 Seconds from Mars. I heard that's I his band. I hate that fucking band I never so heard much. a song, I but fucking people hate told- that band. Oh, he's in a band. Awesome. Fucking terrible band. <laughs> I saw the movie Requiem for a he's Dream. Stuck. Yeah. You ever seen that movie? I did see that movie. That girl yeah. has sex at the end? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ass to ass. I watched that movie on a first date. Nice. Did Sick. you go ask to ask? And we them? had sex later. Nice. <laughs> Cut that out, Tom. I don't want it. No, that's going ah. in. That's staying well, mm-hmm, in. Mm-hmm. That was a great movie. It is good. Uh, it's also a terrible first date movie. Not so much because of the ass to ass part, but the horrible feeling of dread you leave after a while. That leaves you. Yeah. Uh, there was no happy That you end. leave with. God, I'm hungover. <laughs> after watching that movie. It's, it's a good happy ending. In 1949, Bacall and Bogart had their first son, Stephen Humphrey Bogart, and three years later, a daughter, Leslie Howard Bogart. Leslie Howard, Howard named after Leslie Howard, the guy who started his career with Petrified Forest. Why after him a Howard, though? Yeah, that's fucked it's up. His, the guy's name was Leslie Howard. That's weird, though. Oh, Howard. I don't know. It's a woman named Howard. That's it's a hot. Sexy. I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess. That's very that 21st century. That would fly today. Yeah, that would fly today. Well, I mean, you know, she's, if she got a little hair on her upper lip, her name's Howard. Well, I'll shave it. <laughs> sure. It's fine. It's good. It's healthy. After a few flops with his new production company, uh, he got a new hot director in rotation named Nicholas Ray. <laughs> now, Bogart started the production company on a much overlooked performance in in a lonely place. Now that movie is good. I haven't seen that one. It's it's on Amazon right now for free. I, I highly recommend it. Um, it's one of the more psychotic ones. Like he plays a little bit. Um, he's he's a Hollywood writer. In it, okay, and he gets accused of killing a woman, and he didn't do it. He's got to clear his name, but he also doesn't know how to keep his mouth shut and make people very suspicious. Oh, mm. it's good. Kind of like Gilgo Beach. Remember Gilgo Beach, Mike? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Good Continue, thing. Tom. 
Um, ba -ba -ba -ba. Let's see. Bogart did some more films, including African Queen, which he won an Oscar for. The Onion Booty. So the African Queen, yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> so the African Queen was a white girl. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it uh, was. Uh, There's the name of the ship was the African Queen, uh, I think, right? Yeah. And they're just like floating down. Yeah, it's him and river. Catherine Hepburn, and they're trying yeah. to escape something. I forgot. I watched that one a yeah, long time. That was about ago. a curvy yeah. black queen. It nope. should have been. It should have been though. Yeah, I'm not should have been. That I'd watch that. That film was shot in the Congo, of all places, because. Of realism, it's a sad place these days. Uh, I think most, John Houston made it yeah, happen. Mo most American films should be shot in the Congo because hopefully the majority of our actors will get some type of malaria or something. Right. Well, pass away. Funny enough, I think the only people who didn't come out um, totally fucked up. So that film aged everyone on set. It was one of the hardest shoots. Like Bogart had done, Hepburn had done, Houston. Everyone was so pissed off during that entire shoot. And um, the theory is, is that Bogart and Houston, they were drinking so much that they staved off dysentery while everyone else yes. got it. Oh, really? Yeah. So keep yeah. that in mind next time you're going to unexplored territories in Africa. You're going to want to drink. Uh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Mosquitoes. Or if, yeah. <laughs> or if you're on a ship, you guys heard about the guy on the Titanic, the chef that just drank, 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 and he survived after it sank because his blood alcohol poisoning or... Or his blood alcohol was so high. <laughs> no, just, they actually this. put him in the movie. Like when they were doing, because they remember when they did Titanic. There's like the chef that's just getting drunk, right. and that dude survived because he was so hammered. So hammered that his body was yeah. just chilling. Yeah, it's great. Oh my god, we gotta do that every night just in case. <laughs> just in case your house sinks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. My houseboat. <laughs> I'd love to have a houseboat. Me too. Just dock it and never leave. Yeah, it's like you would have a house. Yeah, basically. That's sick, but it moves like this. You get some damn kids in your boat. Shoot them. 80 on it. You get to shoot them because it's international <laughs> waters. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Don't I live on, what's your address? International waters. Come on by. <laughs> Steal my flat screen. <laughs> like Paul Walker. So, uh, look, I mentioned before you like sailing. This was his all-time all favorite pastime. All the time he was sailing. Thursday night to Monday morning, he was out there sailing, and it was man time. He had this theory. He said, well, firstly, his wife, Lauren Bacall, the hot one, she got seasick very easily, so she never went out on the boat. Good. He didn't want any women on the boat because he wanted to piss off the side of it. He didn't want to offend anyone. <laughs> Which I admire. Uh, that's good. I guess I respect that. I don't know. I do. I used to piss on the side of my house. Yeah, but, but with, no, me too. with like, women watching? Yeah. I would pee in the front of my house in the bushes. I didn't care. Wow, that's great. I think this back is so to South Shore. Oh, I used to piss yeah. on the deck. Don't tell oh, this is on the podcast. You actually said this. This, this is out already. Oh, Your mom yeah. already heard that. Oh, really? Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she, she texted me. <laughs> I pissed. Yeah, I used to uh, stick my dick out the back door and piss on the deck. <laughs> so besides peeing off of his ship, was he out there fishing? Was he just or just drinking in the sun? He was off. drinking and driving his boat. He was drinking. He was sailing for speed. He used to do these competitions, those uh, regattas or whatever. Uh, oh, he right. would fit. He Real just like, rich people shit. He just liked being out there. Um, he did a few more movies, including Sabrina, The Cane, uh, Cane Mutiny, Barefoot Contessa. But ultimately, his career had peaked, so he was just kind of chilling. Yeah. 
1955, he sold his share in Santana Productions and began socializing more, mostly for Bacall's sake. Uh, she was getting tired of going out by herself, and like everyone would ask, hey, where's Bogey? And she'd go, oh, my husband's on the water, like a <laughs> maniac. That's pretty sick, getting actually. Drunk. Getting drunk by himself. I don't hate it, but uh, that's just what it was. This was the year that Bogart, Bacall, uh, Bacall Sinatra, Judy Garland, and others founded the Rat Pack in Vegas. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, so everyone knows, uh, you know, the Rat Pack is Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., Sinatra, and then who's that other one? Some guy named Anthony. Anthony Kiedis? Yeah, that's him. Um, <laughs> California. <laughs> uh, so the Rat Pack was initially just a social club, and um, it was just entertainers who like to stay up late and drink and show penises to each other hey. including yeah we talked Judy about Garland. that yeah we talked about that on uh when we did sinatra you were like oh yeah they all just, they just hang out in humphrey bogart's backyard and show their dongs off exactly that's all it was there was no uh, like the the idea of the guys singing together was later they did that i don't know but they, it was like this thing it was a little boys club it's and before the doo-wop era it's it's fine they did it Okay. That's, wait, that's hard wait, to was, do. So Judy Garland is showing off her peen too? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Are they flaccid uh-huh. or are they, are they like hard? Uh, I would have to assume both. That's, I mean, either one. Maybe Flass is not as impressive as hard. Maybe that was mm-hmm. Judy Garland's role was to fluff him up. She was insane, by the way. She was off her fucking rocker. <laughs> do you know about that? What woman isn't off the rocker? No, she was like on meth and just like who isn't on screaming meth? about things. It was great. She must have been awesome to hang out with. Yeah, but uh, I, she I she imagine. she confided in Bogey a lot. They got pretty close. I'm I'm calling him Bogey. Like I no, she was nasty. Uh, <laughs> she still. was. She looked like a meth head. I fucked some nasty horse. Yeah, but I mean, your <laughs> wife is Lauren Bacall, so uh, still okay. You get that, that demon inside. You gotta get it out. I doubt his pen worked uh, in his fifties. Yeah, like I just doubt it. Um, you're never hard anymore. You're always flaccid. No, I'm having a drink. Tom, I, I, don't bother me. <laughs> Tom, I feel like uh, we haven't really addressed the fact that this man is just not only drinking all the time, but just smoking all the time as well. All right, so I kind of assumed that most people know who he is. Yeah. Um, if you don't know who he is, I know who he was. He is a cigarette. Like, the guy <laughs> is always smoking in all the movies and every appearance, and he's, damn, like, if you watch Maltese Falcon, there's never a scene where he isn't smoking, and there's even one scene where he's smoking a cigarette, walks into a room where there's got a guy who has cigars on the table, takes a cigar, puts out a cigarette, smokes the cigar, and then puts that out, and then smokes another cigarette <laughs> in, in a matter of five minutes. That's sick. Yeah, he was- he's a legend. Yeah, he was the. He's why cigarettes are cool. Cigarettes actually weren't cool before that. I they can were, imagine they were just uh, a vital part of living. Yeah, you needed. Yeah, them. I feel like they you ruined cigarettes. Cigarettes were healthier back then. Uh, we'll get there <laughs> <laughs> before Newport Pleasure. Yeah, yeah, the real fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, the last Bogart film was called The Harder They Fall, which was a serious undertaking for Bogart because he was. Getting pretty sick from being too cool. Oh, too Uh-oh. cool. He too was. Many cool. Maybe the cigarettes weren't as healthy. Yeah, that's exactly what happened there. <laughs> so uh, he was smoking pretty hard. And right now, this is the end of his career. Um, he developed esophageal cancer and refused to see a doctor until it was real bad. Ooh. 
how old is he at this? He died pretty young, right? He died at 57. Okay. Uh, yeah, 57. I thought it was even younger than that. Never mind. Honestly, my, that's my, not a bad my, age to go out. Yeah, no, my parents are always like, you don't want to end up like uh, Humphrey Bogart smoking those cigarettes. I'm like, ah, 57, is that pretty old? That's, I don't know. Your let dick me, stops working after 60-something, probably. Yeah. Even sooner, maybe. Let me tell you about the rest of this. Um, so in, in March of 1956, he is falling apart. Now, the once handsome man who was rough as hell, he's like a frail old baby now in a matter of just a few years because he was drinking so hard on top of the cigarettes. He, he never wasn't drinking uh, because he was cool. Yeah, he was really cool. Got to keep face. Right. In March of 1956, falling apart, he has his esophagus removed, two lymph nodes, and a rib. Oh. Oh. Back then, I was... Yeah. Do they put anything in there? Do they put, like, a muffler in where his esophagus was, or he just didn't have esophagus? So, actually, we have a family friend who had their esophagus taken out. Oh, you're right, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sucks. Yeah, it doesn't seem very pleasant. He did not seem happy about it, but, um, yeah, you can... You can live without an esophagus. You just can't sleep laying down. Because how do you sleep? You have to sleep sitting up. Oh. So the stomach acid doesn't come out of your shit. Yeah. Ooh. Like you but have you to can be... still eat food and stuff? He's got a new Porsche. Yeah, he's great. I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's an awesome dude. So wait, you're telling me he could still smoke all of his cigarettes that he wants. He can still guzzle all of the beer he wants with his uh, removed esophagus. Yeah, he was doing that. He didn't stop drinking, nothing. He just kept doing his shit, uh, which what was his I drink- respect. Yeah. What was his drink of choice? Do you know? He was a bourbon guy, but later in life he switched to martinis. Actually, it's um, I think it's a myth, some kind of urban legend that his last words were, I wish I'd never switched from bourbon to martinis. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably about. why yeah probably yeah. so he'd um yeah he was wheelchair bound and he oh was, really yeah he was shot Damn. like his body fell apart so quick and, and it's such a traumatic surgery when you have cancer and yeah, it's I like it's... um they actually f- made the dumb waiter in the house a little bigger so he could be put in it oh. and put downstairs and where he would hold court where his rat pack friends were and then like they'd send him back up it's like really terrible wow Get back up there. He had a bad last year. Um, Lauren, put me in the dumbwaiter. The boys are here. They need to see their fresh hot dongs. Put me in the the elevator, bro. I I gotta tell these boys how to live now. I gotta gotta check and see if they have any new spots on their penis. I get that checked out. So he was saying bye to his friends. He knew he was dying. He had to. So, um... He made it a year after the procedure, but January 14th, 1957, he dies, weighing in at 80 pounds. Ooh, whoa. I wish I weighed that much. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> would. Okay, a few things that uh, I want to cover before we close out. Bogart. So apparently there's a thing called Bogart-Bacall syndrome, and it's considered a secondary muscle, ten- muscle tension dysphonia disorder. Uh, meaning there's an abnormality in the voice box because of overuse, smoking, or, uh, I don't know, just, I don't know, wheeziness. Like, you know how people, you know women do, like, vocal fry and shit like that? Yeah. It's like a different version of that. Well, she also had a very smoky voice as well. She's, yeah, she had a low, sexy voice. Yeah, like, low, sexy kind of, yeah. Yeah. But so that's an actual, like, I guess when you're going to, like, a vocal trainer, like, they teach that? Or is it... 
a medical thing. No, it's a medical thing. It's a condition uh, oh. you have from like talking the wrong way. And they just named it after the couple. Yeah, because know. they both had these weird voices, and and it yeah. was a specific thing. Um, yeah, it could be caused by other other underlying medical conditions. When did uh, she die? She died in like 2014, I think. Really? Yeah, she well, lived she a was, long time. She was like 20 years younger than him. So she's fucking hot. Holy shit! I'm still looking at her from over here. Yeah, she's a goodie. <laughs> My God. Um, a couple other things. So one of my, one of the things I used to research this was a book by his son, Stephen Humphrey Bogart, called Bogart, In Search of My Father. Um, it's a bad book. It's, yeah, yeah I didn't finish it. Was Be- it really his son? Yeah, it's really his son, and it's like this weird, like, half-assed biography it's not really a biography. I thought it would give me more information, but instead it's more of like interviews with his B- Bogart's friends and stuff that he did, this guy did in his 50s, yeah. like kind of right. wanting to know more about his dad because apparently when his dad died, he like kind of resented him because Stephen Bogart right here was the most anticipated kid in Hollywood. Uh, so everyone knew who he was. and he can be a big star. Yeah, and they didn't want him... I don't think he was trying to be an actor, but I guess just the relationship. Like, everywhere he went, people stopped and were like, oh, I'm sorry about your dad. And he was like, right. I'm eight. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, right. And, like, he, he's a... The book is obviously just a therapy session for this guy. There's yeah, no right. reason for him to write... Like, the way he writes about it is so boring. And, like, he's just figuring himself out. He's like, yeah, yeah. My, in my late 40s, I decided to really get to know my dad. And overcome it's it's lame i thought i was gonna get some cool shit out of it and what sucked is that like it had this promising aspect to it in which he had quotes uh-huh. that would illustrate like humphrey's personality but none of them had context of any kind right. it was well, just he was, like, eight years old <laughs> well no i'm talking about like the quotes like from that his um like his dad's friends and family like, oh, he interviewed okay. all these people and then like he did such a bad job framing it Mm. where it was like what is he talking like who is he talking to and it's it's all these small incidences where nothing actually happens it's like oh yeah i remember the time my wife met humphrey bogart she was scared (laughs) to death because she heard he likes messing with people (laughs) like he did but that it's not really okay there was no one of these that was like oh this is gonna be awesome for this research i'm doing it's all it's all anecdotal so that sucks yep so uh, I don't know. He is pretty awesome. Yeah, he looks cool, cool, dude. I mean, I mean the, the 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 two things I will add here too. I mean, he died. He's pretty much a martyr, though, because I mean, he lives on forever. You've got two terms about smoking. You're either bogarting a joint, which means you're just smoking the whole fucking thing, right? Or you know, your cigarette, a bogue, a bogue. Yeah, they're both yeah, bog- bogarts, dude. He, he lived him. forever. Yeah, and he. <laughs> died young so he didn't get old for people yeah. to really see he was out of the public eye when he was really falling apart yeah that's um, how you should go out but yeah the top. older pictures of him they're they're pretty bad um like 55 and stuff i like that one right there that one you just pulled up i'm gonna uh, fuck these two bitches yeah. right here <laughs> i'm sure it worked real well but yeah i mean he was like bald and everything and had to wear a toupee damn in his late 40s and 50s and that's fine. That's normal. But when you're a Hollywood star, like yeah. that's you're that, in the limelight. That's your money. So 
And he wasn't yeah. like Bruce, like they, it wasn't the 80s yet. So they weren't able to do like Bruce Willis CGI. yet. They weren't able to do awesome action shit and be like, no, no, the fact that he's bald is cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, extra effect, extra yeah. shininess. Dude, I think we should just have more CGI. Yeah, I think we <laughs> I should think get, so too. I think we should get the guy from the Terminator on the show. We should. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe Nathan, uh, I keep saying Nathan, Ethan Soup Lee. Ask him about his weight transformation. <laughs> what about you ever seen that movie Detroit Rock City with him in it? I've never seen it. That's actually a pretty good movie. I like Kiss. You like this one? Good. <laughs> What's his name again? Right. Terminator Kid? What's his name? Oh, I don't know. It's probably just like depression now. Come on the show, depression. Yeah, come on the show. He's got to get out of his house from the drug and alcohol abuse lake down in Georgia or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Travis, why don't you wrap us up? Because I'm tired of talking. Yeah, Tom, thanks for bringing in Bogart, the man, You're the legend. Um, and we are Roast Morum Cast that you've been listening to. If you don't know what you're listening to, you should probably pull over to the side of the road and run in one direction. Um, like Forrest Gump. Yeah. Uh, you could check us out anywhere you want. You can go to patreon.com slash roastmorumcast and give us your money if you want. You can, and you can go get a hat that says violent docking at our store. Have you that doesn't really say anything about history. But, you know, it says violent docking. I can't believe I approved that. Well, I'm just saying, you know that Bogart drinking so much violently docked his sailboat many times. I can't imagine. I felt like how hung- Humphrey Bogart looks like before he died. That's <laughs> that how I face feel right now. It's just so. Yeah. Which one? Just that one right there. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like he just knows. He's like rolling a doobie, it looks like. Travis, I'm going to send you this one so you can put it in the art. Cause it's, he's, like uh, sni- okay. he's like sniffing Marilyn Monroe's face. Yeah, it's the one with Bacall and Monroe. You'll see yeah, it. yeah, I just had that one up. All right, that's going to be in the artwork, I guess. Probably. All right, everyone. Lucky for bastard. Oh, Mike, right. do you have any final words? Are you going to beg for money again? Uh, yeah, you should not uh, give them money. You should give me money. Awesome. <laughs> Please. <laughs> give Philip Morris money. Don't, who is that? That's the cigarette company. No. <laughs> what did you you don't learn anything this whole episode i know that he's just, yeah he's a badass and he fucks bitches yeah that's true that's and I, true and i don't i don't fuck bitch i just sit and jerk off my car shout out to humphrey bogart go watch some film and culture yourself like a bad i'm actually gonna watch some movies because i'm kind of intrigued i'm gonna give you a watch list yeah i like those yeah. old movies because they're more they're more like there's more soul in them i feel like soul and like you like the, you, it's not it, like it's like the black and white gives it more like eeriness or like, like what were they doing that day? Like, what were they gonna do Mike, after you they tell- shot this movie? <laughs> Mike, are you telling me that Morbius and Doctor Strange do not have soul in them? No. <laughs> you know what movie does have soul? Uh, Minions: Rise of Gru. All right, amen to that. <laughs> okay, soul. go see Minions, boys. All right, see you later. Good night. Later. Give me money.